They forged new ways to convey old themes, sin and salvation, despair and hope, friendship and loss, fate and free will, in a time of war, environmental degradation and social change. Some among the Inklings and their circle attained a worldwide fame that continues to grow, notably the literary historian, novelist, poet, critic, satirist and popular Christian philosopher C.S. Lewis, 1898-1963, the mythographer and old English scholar J.R.R. Tolkien, 1892-1973, the historian of language, anthroposophist and solicitor Arthur Owen Barfield, 1898-1997, and the publisher and author of Supernatural Shockers, Charles Water Stansby Williams, 1886-1945. Others, like the Chaucer scholar and theatrical producer Neville Henry Kendall Aylmer Coghill, 1899-1980, the biographer and man of letters Lord David Cecil, 1902-1986, the poet and maudlin divine Adam Fox, 1883-1977, the classicist Colin Hardy, 1906-1998, the medievalist J. A. W. Bennett, 1911-1981, Lewis's older brother Warren, Warney, 1895-1973, and the sharp-tongued Don Henry Victor Dyson Dyson Hugo, 1896-1975, achieved lesser but still considerable eminence. Tolkien's youngest son, Christopher, born 1924, who would become the chief editor and interpreter of his father's mythological project, began attending Inklings meetings after he returned from RAF duty during World War II. Additional members, guests, and relatives drifted in and out of the fellowship, while friends, who weren't strictly inklings, such as the mystery novelist, playwright, and Dante translator Dorothy L. Sayers, 1893-1957, nonetheless found ways to draw from and enrich the stream. The inklings met typically in Lewis's rooms at Magdalen College on Thursday evenings, when most of the reading and criticism unfolded. They also could be seen regularly on Tuesday mornings, gathered for food and conversation in a side nook of a smoky pub at 49 St. Giles's, known to passers-by as the Eagle and Child, but to habitué as the Bird and Baby. A wit might say that the inkling's aim was to turn the bird into a dragon and the baby into a king, for their sympathies were mythological, medieval, and monarchical, and their great hope was to restore Western culture to its religious roots, to unleash the powers of the imagination, to re-enchant the world through Christian faith and pagan beauty. How they realized or miscarried these great or grandiose hopes constitutes a large part of our tale. Oxford the story of the Inklings unfolds mostly in Oxford, a city in the English Midlands, 
originally a medieval market town set down higgledy-piggledy in the wetlands where Saxons once forded the rivers Cherwell and Thames, with horses, thanes, and oxen, hence Oxenford, to dig themselves in against the invading Danes, where the Normans built bridges and circled the settlement in stone, where mendicant friars and secular masters built their schools of theology and liberal arts under the watchful eyes of God, Pope, and King, where town-gown rivalry erupted into periodic brawls. Thanks to its natural watercourses, its stagecoach inns, its 18th-century canals and 19th-century rails, this city of monks and dons has also been a congenial setting for factories, from Frank Cooper's Oxford Marmalade to Morris Motors, humming and spewing alongside the printing presses for the city's intellectual industries. The Oxford English Dictionary.